Hey, my name is Nino, and I'm going to be your host for today. Welcome to My Immigrant Story, where we interview first-generation Canadian tech professionals and entrepreneurs and learn more about how they discovered Canada as a country and set themselves up for career success. Happy listening! Hey, everyone. Today, I'm speaking with Parveen Mandwiwala. Parveen is an experienced HR tech professional who has worked in leading Canadian startups for multiple years. She started her career in HR tech and currently holds a senior position as a customer success manager at Hired Hippo, a hiring marketplace where companies get instant access to high potential vetting candidates and where professionals are matched instantly with jobs they love. So excited to have you here, Parveen. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks so much for having me, Nino. I'm excited to be here. For sure. So I would like to start with asking, which city and country are you originally from? And when did you move to Canada and where did you end up settling? Yeah, great question. I love talking about it just because of how I got into it. Um, I'm born and raised in Kenya. Uh, my family is there. I'm the sixth generation Kenyan, uh, but I'm Indian Kenyan. And when I first moved to Canada, I moved straight to Ottawa for university. And did you stay in Ottawa or did you move anywhere after that? Yeah, I, I spent four years at Carlton. Shout out to the Ravens. Um, so I spent four years in Ottawa and then on my graduation day, literally in my graduation dress, I packed up all my things and I moved to Toronto. Um, I'd always wanted to live in Toronto. I didn't know what I was going to do yet, but I knew that I wanted to be in the big city. So I moved over and I've been here since. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, what inspired you to move to Canada? And what was the immigration process that you went through? So here you can mention how you moved here originally and which immigration program you went through, for example. I guess how I came over you know I literally came straight for university I went right to Ottawa and I came directly to campus um, I came by myself I kind of didn't know anyone in Ottawa I didn't know where I was you know heading to but I just knew that I had a student visa in my hand and I knew where I needed to be uh, but in terms of the process it was really helpful I had a system that a, a company that helped us in Kenya and you later on transitioned to become a permanent resident as well, right? I'm assuming it was through Express Entry? Yes, exactly. So I completed my university degree and then um, I you know, got my work permit after, which was about two to three years, and then transitioned to permanent residency and then very recently to a Canadian citizen. Congratulations. That's a very big milestone. Congrats to you as well. Thank you. And um, are there any challenges that you encountered throughout the immigration process in Canada? And if you did, what were some of the main ones? Yeah, I think because, like I mentioned, um, for my initial process, I had a company that I was working with. You know, when we were in through my high school, they did set us up with um, the company that was able to help us through my student visa. So that was pretty seamless. Um, but after that, there was a lot of obstacles that I faced. Um, when I once I got my work permit, uh, that in itself, you know, that I think is pretty automated. And that's something really great about the Canadian system is once you do complete your undergrad as an international student, you do have the leniency of getting a work permit without having a job. Um, I think that's something that differs to a lot of countries as well. So I was able to yeah. get my three-year work permit right off the bat. And so it gave me the opportunity to start looking for jobs. Um, 
uh, I then applied for my permanent residency on my last year of my work permit, which meant my work permit ran out before I got my PR. So there was a gap in between, which I can I can talk about later. But I had a gap where I had to go back home because I had to wait for my permanent residency. And then finally, I got my PR, came back. I was working. Um, I applied for my Canadian citizenship. And this was quite a complicated process because after completing the application and waiting to hear back because you do wait for your acceptance um, I'm sure you know but you do wait for them to acknowledge that they've mm-hmm. received your application and I waited for so long only to find out that they had lost my application and oh, this wow. is when I got uh, lawyers involved because I it was a too high of a risk for me to not be able to get to that last step and so I had used lawyers consulting um, with me through my PR process and they are an incredible team Um, if anyone is looking for immigration lawyers uh, you know I would say that there are definitely people who are so so incredible to work with um, within Toronto uh, that will really support you throughout the way the process and they just do have a hand in helping you find situations like this. For example, my application was lost. There was no way that I was going to be able to find that application. I had to redo everything. Um, but once I did submit it for the second time, that was pretty seamless. Get Once it was wow. accepted, knowledge, that was seamless. But to have to move back home, come back again, to have a second application lost was quite yeah. complicated. No, yeah. of course, I can imagine. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But all good that ends well, you know, that type exactly. of thing. <laughs> and uh, now let's dive into your professional experience. What was your first job in Canada and how did you find it? Did you have maybe some sort of part-time job when you were first in university or did you start working full-time as soon as you graduated? Yeah, I definitely worked through university. So with the student visa, you do have the opportunity to work a couple hours, which was incredible because you didn't have to get an additional visa for that. Um, So my first part-time job was on campus. I actually got this job because on my first week, I didn't know anyone in university. I was constantly wearing, uh, you know, a a Kenyan flag on a bracelet that I had. And I actually saw someone working at the front desk and he had the same bracelet. Turns out he ran the team um, in the convenience center. And so I got my first part-time job working as a cashier on campus. (laughs) Yeah, I was also a cashier when I first started. So I feel you. Yeah, it was great. You got to study while you're, you know, on the hours that wasn't it wasn't too busy. I got to study. And then on the hours that it was really busy, I got to meet a bunch of people and I ended up, you know, bringing music into the store and everyone would just come and hang out. It was, it was a really I, fun I time. did the exact same thing, honestly. <laughs> so I, my That's first drag campus job was a bookstore and I played really r- loud that I get on there. And honestly, nobody <laughs> cared. It was fun. It was empty half the time. Like, why not? <laughs> exactly. Why not? Yeah, I definitely feel like a bookstore might have had a little bit of uh, pushback with that. But that's awesome. I find, you know, it's the best way to meet people is just interacting in these different ways. Like you're coming in, especially these stores, like the convenience store was open at 2am, 3am, right? So people are really just working late studying late or partying and they're coming and you meet all sorts of people so it was awesome and uh what was your first full-time job after you graduated my first full-time job was i would say a marketing role what started as a marketing role for an ai recruitment company um i 
I mean, I can tell you a little bit about, you know, how I found this job, but um, yeah. it was, a, I definitely transitioned from marketing to a recruiter because at the end of the day, it was an AI recruitment company. I did get this job as well through a friend from Carlton. So I met this person while I was in my undergrad and there was a lot that came before that, but I ended up interviewing because as a referral. So needless to say, I'm a big advocate for using your network. I got my first part-time job um, through, you know, meeting someone on campus. And then I got my first full-time job through someone I knew in undergrad. Yeah, of course. A network is really helpful. And uh, what would you say was the biggest challenge you faced as a professional starting to build their career in Canada? Yeah, I, this is what I wanted to touch on because I think about this first full-time job and honestly, it brings me back flashbacks because I went I was wearing a blazer and heels and you know a button-down shirt and I was going door to door with my resume I printed off resumes on paper and I went I came downtown I was temporarily living in Oakville at the time I took the train and funny enough as a recruiter at that time in my life I was very against big recruitment agencies um you know i won't name names but there were so many bigger agencies that were recommended to me and i was like i feel like i'm just throwing my resume in a black hole um and i wasn't sure where to start networking and where to start meeting people and so i just started going door to door with resumes and i think that was a huge challenge for me thinking am i gonna really land something this way of course and could you name one or two of the most impactful decisions that you made that you, that you think put you on the path of professional success in Canada? You mentioned that the network was a really big deal. Is there anything else that helped you out? For sure. Once I landed a job, I didn't just do my job. I find that something that really impacted and still impacts me today is I made it my mission to keep learning, to keep meeting new people, um, to really integrate myself in whatever communities I could within Toronto or you know within my industry um, but also just keep learning myself I think the one of the most impactful decisions I could have made is where I was living i.e Toronto you know what am I going to do with the opportunity to live in the city and then also making that shift um, I studied communications marketing um, I didn't know if it was okay to make that shift. I got my first job in marketing and a couple months in, I realized, hey, I, I want to be a recruiter. This company gave me the opportunity to test our recruitment and it was hard to really make that decision on making that shift. But I think a lot of us have to understand that if you're going to you know, be successful in your profession, you need to love your profession. So you definitely need, if you're going to make that shift, like go for it. Yeah, no, that that's that's definitely very important. And also a lot of people, I think, are really scared of making that shift, mm -hmm. especially when they feel like their career is potentially at stake. They'll stay in the same role or in the same company or whatever it is. And sometimes you need to go through big change in order to like reach where you want. Yeah, I agree. And uh, now that we've discussed your immigration backstory, I would like to get into your current role and the employment insights you might have for immigrants, because after all, you are an immigrant, you worked in HR and also just in, as, an H, as a recruiter and in HR companies. So I think this would be really helpful for a lot of people that are looking for jobs in Canada. And I'd like to start with, please provide a summary of your current role. Like, I know you work for Hire Typo, so tell us a little bit about what Hire Typo does how it helps people find jobs, and what do you do for the company? 
Yeah, uh, with Hired Hippo, like you said, um, you know, I am a recruiter slash customer success. At the end of the day, I'm working directly with clients. And with because of my seven years of background in recruitment, that, of course, plays into my role at Hired Hippo. And what we do at Hired Hippo is we are an AI tool that helps, you know, the top tier companies meet top tier candidates. Um, I think the best way that I like to talk about Hired Hippo is almost like an online dating app because we really are a dating app for jobs. We want you to match with your ideal company or candidate. Um, and the I think when it comes to immigrants specifically, uh, you know, in terms of Hired Hippo or agencies in general, we really are advocates for everyone and anyone using their skills to find jobs. Uh, traditional job searches and traditional job boards don't really advocate for you bringing in your skills and expertise, right? It's not just about what who you are on paper, but it is about who you are and what experiences you've had. And I think companies like Hired Hippo are so much more than just your resume. We really want to help people find jobs based on the skills they bring to the table, whether that's international, whether that's, you know, North American based. Um, we really want to su support our community of job seekers. Yeah, and uh, I know how difficult the process can be because I think searching, I've, I've had to search for different roles as a freelancer or as a full-time mm -hmm. job and all every single time it's such a pain. You just kind of feel like you're tossing your resume into a black hole essentially and then somebody mm -hmm. might respond every once in a while and regardless of everything that you do, you may have the most perfect resume on the planet, it still takes forever. So I <laughs> can see the importance of what you do there. And uh, given that you're an immigrant that's working in the HR space, what are some of the challenges that you've maybe noticed other immigrants face when it comes to securing, securing employment in Canada? There's been quite a lot of conversation about people struggling with finding jobs in Canada after they come here. Um, for example, our mutual connection, Toby, he talks about that a lot, about how immigrants struggle with finding jobs here. So what is, what is your perspective on this topic? With immigrants finding jobs in Canada, I think I had mentioned it's about more than what you have on paper because such a big blocker for immigrants coming to Canada is seeing that international experience is not translated the same as North American. And I can understand that in so many avenues where, you know, we're not using the same tools. There are different ways that you can transition those skills. But I think the biggest thing that immigrants can do for themselves and platforms like Hired Hippo, um, the way or any organizations that are really there to help immigrants, I think the biggest thing we can be doing or immigrants can be doing is really tapping into these networks. There are incredible agencies, um, organizations, there are, you know, individuals, even personal coaches and consultants that are really there to help immigrants. But the biggest blocker is for immigrants finding those people, right? You can't just come in and know exactly where to go. And that's why yeah. I would say LinkedIn community is something that, you know, all immigrants should be tapping into because it's a great place to start. But once you get into those organizations and those communities, I would say really tap into using agencies. I came in into my job search and I was so against agencies. And now I have worked with agencies. I am part of an AI um, tool that, you know, is basically there to support agencies and to support hiring managers because of the fact that we are, you know, I, I like the way our CEO Adam said it once. He said, we are your cover letter. 
And so you basically have a personal advocate speaking for you, which I think immigrants really do need, which is why referrals, networks, organizations are so helpful for immigrants. Yeah. And so what do you think from everything that you've listed? Because I, I agree. I think all of that is really helpful, especially joining communities, networking, connecting with other people. Um, but what do you think would be the most helpful for them to know when it comes to overcoming employment barriers in Canada? And do you have any actionable job hunting tips or advice? So you mentioned quite a few things there. So if you could maybe like, a, I don't know, point out the things that you think are the most important or kind of highlight what you think people should focus on, at least initially, you know? Yeah, definitely. I know I gave a lot of information out and that's why I'm like, do all the things. But um, to get started, I would say the first thing is to tap into organizations that are specifically and coaches that are specifically there to aid immigrants. Um, there are, you know, per, like I said, personal coaches, and I think these are all found on LinkedIn. So maybe the first thing that I would highly suggest is building out your online presence. Um, you know, it is it is specific to jobs. Like I can't tell an architectural engineer to go build out a job. And I guess because Hired Hippo is focused on growth roles, I speak a lot to job seekers within sales or customer success or marketing. However, I don't think it can hinder anyone to start building out your online presence and building your online community um, and tapping into those online networks to start because that will really take you quite far. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And my last question in terms of like your professional experience, how do you think platforms like Hired Hippo specifically can help immigrants better find jobs in Canada? I know you've mentioned before that you're planning to do some work with immigrants as well. So just curious to see how it will fit into the landscape. A hundred percent. I, as, as an immigrant, I'm always finding ways to advocate for immigrants. We are consistently always looking for ways to um, support the community, like I said. So with Hired Hippo, uh, I find a lot of times as an immigrant, when you come in, you may apply for a job, go through the process, and a blocker might be, you know, mentioning your status. Whereas yeah. with platforms like Hired Hippo, you're actually, for, we're, we're all about transparency, and companies will come in and they basically can say whether they can support you through a sponsorship or whether they can support people working on visas. And so if you're applying or matching to this company, you've already stated your status. That's not going to be a blocker. Platforms like Hired Hippo are there to make sure that you are kind of skipping that that initial blocker of mentioning where your status is or having to worry about, you know, hey, will this company accept my current status? Because that is something we think about. It's like, oh, my work permit is for two to three years. Is that going to be an issue? Whereas when you're using platforms like Hired Hippo and the AI matching that's incorporated in that, you're almost skipping that preliminary step because these are companies that are already accepting candidates that are immigrants and are looking for skill sets. They're not just looking for what's on the resume. Hired Hippo was built so that you can showcase your skills through videos, through, you know, saying a lot more than just what's on your resume, through your KPIs, you know, explaining the tools that you've used and how they translate to maybe North American tools. So I think there's a lot more that we allow for immigrants to showcase that would not be seen necessarily through just LinkedIn or a resume. So you basically help them also do a lot of that pre-vetting work, like pre-qualification, because you help the candidate, like state all the information that's needed and also like present it in a way that is the most helpful to the company almost. 
Exactly. We want to make sure that if, you know, we're taking out all, like you said, the preliminary steps, we want to make sure that you feel like you're vetted as a company and as a candidate. We're, we're not just looking at vetting the candidates, but we also vet the companies. We want to make sure that we're considering DNI, right, and um, immigration policies. And uh, that way, candidates that are matching to jobs feel like they are being put in the forefront just as much as North Americans. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of this valuable information. As we wrap up, could you tell us one fun fact about yourself, like something that you use during an icebreaker? If you don't have one, that's also completely fine. I just like to ask all of my guests that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't necessarily use this as an icebreaker as much, but a fun fact about me is I have a birthmark that is shaped like a heart on my sleeve. So I literally wear my heart on my sleeve and anyone who meets me can uh, attest to that. I really am just super open. And I think that's why I'm a recruiter. I love people. I really do wear my heart on my sleeve and it seems like I have a birthmark to prove it now. <laughs> wow. That's actually a really fun fact. I haven't heard of anybody that has something like that. Yeah. I hope it never fades. It's been there since I was born and I always just check in on it to make sure it's still there. I don't think birthmarks fade, do they? No, they don't. Let's fingers crossed that it's safe, yeah no that's that's a good one that's a cute one thank you do you have a fun fact i'd love to know one about you um my fun fact is that i've lived in both georgias oh that's a good one yeah that's and cool. inadvertently so because i didn't even know that i was going to a second georgia because i was like five years old and my parents took me and when i went there and they people would ask me where i'm from i'd say georgia and they're like, you are in Georgia. I'm like, no, the other Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you lived in the States. That's awesome. I mean, I know that you're from the second or the first Georgia, but I didn't know that you've actually spent some time in the States as well. Uh, yeah, I did my undergrad there. And I also lived there as a kid for one year in Georgia and in Massachusetts. Wow. So I did spend quite a bit of time in the States. And it was just funny that my very first touch point with the U.S. was in the state of Georgia as a five-year-old. So I didn't even understand what was going on because everybody's telling me, like, you're in Georgia. I'm like, no, the other Georgia. So that is uh, yeah. so confusing. I'm so typical language too. Like, there's always the double standard with different words, and you end up confusing someone. And I was maybe- just learning English too. Like, I knew no English at the time, so I learned it in like a month while I was going to kindergarten. <laughs> and then I was also had to figure out the difference between the two Georgias. I think I had just given up at that point. <laughs> Wow, a month? That's that's very impressive. I know. Kids learn fast though. I was like five. That's like that's what happens, I feel like. And yeah, that that is my fun fact. I've used that as an icebreaker since uh university actually, because you know, you have to do a bunch of those like activities and somebody always wants a fun fact or something like that. So I made it my go-to one whenever I can't think of something else. Yeah, I remember in university for my fun fact, just because I'm Kenyan, I would use it as a joke because I'd be like oh I used to ride lions to school and then I realized I am really stereotyping my country and that is not true at all and I needed to stop that immediately but it was just funny how many people believed it yeah but you're also doing it for the entertainment value because people actually believe (laughs) oh 100% it was just funny to see how many people really thought that I could ride a lion and Yeah, (laughs) I really hope nobody tried it because of me. (laughs) I I'm pretty sure people have tried it. I don't think it's because of you though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was great speaking with you.
Yes, it's been so fun. Um, I really appreciate all the questions and, you know, really being able to provide the insight and background um, and learning more about you along the way as well. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks, you know. Thank you so much for tuning into My Immigrant Story. We hope you're going to join us again soon.